Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Our friend and Cardinal insider from The Athletic, Katie Wu, kind enough to take some time with us this morning before the Cardinals embark on a doubleheader against the Cubs. Good morning, Katie. How are you doing? Good morning, Randy. Good morning, Michelle, two of my favorite people in St. Louis Talk Radio. How are you? Everything's going great here. And Jeremy Rutherford was just on with us, your colleague who covers the Blues for The Athletic. He said he wanted to pass along two things. Number one, that they don't have any rain delays in hockey, and they have these things called shootouts to prevent the, him from being at the rink till 2 in the morning. And then he said he never has a doubleheader either. Well, now JR has dropped in my power rankings, so I hope he's listening. He is, Katie, and I'm sure he will be responding during the segment. But I'm glad Randy and I remain firmly at the top. All right, well, let's get into the Cardinals' moves at the trade deadline. What grade would you give John Mozalek and the Cardinals' front office for the moves that they made to fortify this pitching staff? I would give the Cardinals' front office and John Mozalek a... A B-plus, I would say an 86.5% for their moves at the trade deadline because I really do think that they were smart, solid. They will. I, I really think Jordan Montgomery profiles this rotation really well, Jose Quintana just as much. And most importantly, they didn't give up a single one of their top prospects. So the Cardinals did something that is pretty difficult to do in this trade deadline where the starting pitching market was so heavily favoring the sellers. They were able to bolster the rotation with two left-handers that they sorely needed, and they were able to keep that future intact so that they didn't really mess up their continued windows of contention going forward. As Cardinals know, one thing about the Card- or as Cardinals fans know, I should say, one thing about the Cardinals is that they are always in contention because of their ability to continuously develop their farm system. It didn't seem likely that John Mozeliak would blow that up, and uh, I think Cardinal fans can take some solace in the fact that he didn't. And Katie, in addition to hanging on to all of their highly touted prospects, they hung on to Dylan Carlson, whose name was floated out there a lot in potential deals. And I think if we could take a couple of uh, noteworthy storylines out of the trade deadline, one of them is how highly they think of Dylan Carlson and how important he's going to be for the Cardinals moving forward. Absolutely. Cardinals fans are looking at their long-term starting center fielder in Dylan Carlson. He's only 23. He's under team control until 2026. And when you look or when you talk around the Cardinals clubhouse, especially the veterans, they're saying nothing but high praises for Dylan Carlson, thinking that he's barely scratched the surface of his potential. You saw him take over the starting center field spot when Harrison Bader was down, and that really opened up a window and I think made Harrison expendable. And the Cardinals were able to use him, of course, to land Jordan Montgomery. But I don't think they would have been able to do that trade if there was some doubts of Carlson's long-term success in the future. You're looking at someone who is obviously a switch hitter, developing the power, can play some solid center field, can play really anywhere in the outfield if they need them to, and uh, he certainly looks to be a part of the Cardinals puzzle for a long time to come. Katie, in the first iteration of Dylan Carlson in center field, I I wondered about him, but now I look at him and I think he's capable of being a gold glove quality guy he doesn't have the speed that Harrison Bader has but what do you think of his defense Carlson's defense yeah he doesn't have the speed but he has the 
the baseball awareness and the overall skill to go out and make smart routes that make up for the lack of speed. And it's not like he's a, he's a burner by any means. He's just pretty difficult to consider anyone fast when you're comparing them to Harrison Bader. Now, I think what makes Dylan stand out is how much he's been able to shadow Harrison. And he was talking to reporters a couple days ago about he's been able how much he's been able to learn how to command center field based on the leadership Harrison had in that outfield. So when you combine Dylan's skill and Dylan's smart, I think it allows him to create efficient routes, read the ball off the bat, and make up for that speed that he's not necessarily missing, of course, but isn't all the way there when you're comparing to Harrison. And when you pair him next to Tyler O'Neill, I think that's a really good solid two-thirds of the outfield. Now, Dylan's going to have to make up for it a little bit more in right field, but I do, or what, because he's no longer in right field, but I do think the Cardinals are seeing something promising in Lars Newbar, who is pretty fast. So, all in all, I, I think the, the move for Dylan in center field is probably something we're not even going to be phased by in a couple of months just because of how easily he's adapted so far. And Katie, I wanted to circle back to Montgomery. You mentioned that he profiles well for the Cardinal rotation. Why do you think he profiles well for the Cardinal rotation? Well, when you look at Jordan Montgomery's pitch profile, look, the Cardinals had, they needed some swing and miss. That was their coveted factor when looking at the rotation because when you looked at their rotation coming into the trade deadline, they uh, didn't have any. So when you look at Montgomery and you look at his stats, he has a chase rate in the 90th percentile and a whiff rate in the top 25% of the sport. He's, his primary pitch is a sinker ball from the left side. And uh, his walk rate, 4.9, is in the top 9% of baseball. So those are all factors that John Mozeliak really treasures when he's looking at starting pitching. Now, I think the biggest factor for Montgomery is he made an American League leading 21 starts before being traded. Cardinals really need someone that they can count on every five days to take the ball. I mean, we've seen them year after year, decimated by injuring their rotation. I think that's why Montgomery and Quintana were both targeted so heavily. Both players made 20-plus starts in the first hour up until the trade deadline, and uh, that's a huge factor from the front office when you're looking at starting pitchers. They're not going to give up players for someone that they're not confident can take the ball on their scheduled start every five days, and I think Montgomery and Quintana both ease those uh, concerns. Well, Katie, one of the big pieces that had decimated that rotation was Jack Flaherty. Do you have any updated news on Flaherty? I don't have any much on Flaherty. I know he's set to rejoin the team around this weekend and continue his rehab assignment. Uh, he's eligible to come off the 60-day IL on August 26th. However, I don't know if that's you know a reasonable or feasible timetable for Jack. Stephen Matz seemed a little bit more encouraged talking to reporters yesterday. He was visibly relieved that he will not need surgery. Uh, he has a grade three completely torn MCL, but he was said that his surgeon and his doctors were encouraged that uh, it was healing on its own. So he's in a brace. He's continuing a throwing program. He could move to playing light catch this weekend. So there is a window that he'd be able to return this season. Katie, last thing from me, we talk a lot about the additions to the starting rotation, and we tended to gloss over, at least on our show, the enhancement to the bullpen by getting Pallante down there. Pallante probably reaching an innings limit, right? And having him down there, that's a pretty significant piece for Ali to be able to go to. Absolutely. And, you know, I want to reiterate that the move to the, for, to the bullpen for Andre Pallante was not a, a mark on performance. Obviously not. I think Pallante was one of the staples in the rotation when they moved him in there out of necessity. However, there's two things going on. He is approaching an innings limit, an innings limit as you mentioned, Randy. And also, when the Cardinals were looking at piecing together their bullpen, Pallante and Jordan Hicks profiled well together for those long-inning relief roles, multi-inning, high-leverage situations. And that's where the Cardinals originally wanted to use him. Now, this doesn't rule out Pallante being a starter in the future, of course. I mean, he came up as a starter. You've seen the success he's had as a rookie here. But I think the Cardinals' bullpen, and I think this is what Ollie Marmel feels as well, is so much stronger when you have multiple options that can fill kind of Hicks' role. 
and can carry you to the to the three big ones, right? And Henesis Cabrera, Giovanni Gallegos, and Ryan Helsley. So I think that Cardinals bullpen is much stronger because of these moves made into the rotation. And we've seen the offense has been much better than last season, a lot more power. Now we'll see if the pitching can kind of hold over over these last 59 games. Katie Wu, you always do great work on the radio, and you do spectacular work at The Athletic, and we recommend everybody go get their subscription if they don't have it yet because your Cardinal coverage is sensational. And by the way, we should note that you love the minor leagues. So with Walker and Wynn and all these people the Cardinals didn't want to give up, you know about and will be writing about them too. Absolutely. Look for Jordan Walker playing left field coming up soon. Thank you, guys. See you, Katie. Thanks. Take care. That is Katie Wu from The Athletic joining us on Carriker and Smallman. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget, BetOnline for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Want more ways to show your good side to the world? Donate plasma at a Griffles Center and join thousands of donors who are helping to save lives. Receive up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com.